Hi, everyone. This is Brad from Couch Co-op. And if you are listening to this, you are at the beginning of the Mali Buddha episode. Congratulations, everyone. We made it. <laughs> um, that being said, I did want to get up front on this video or on this podcast and kind of give some explanation on why this podcast took so long to release. Um, this was the beginning of our static issues for Needle and I with our microphones. Uh, I've been through the ringer trying to figure out what to do, how to fix it, where to fix it. Um, <clears throat> so that being said, if you know how to fix this, if you listen to this podcast and you say, wow, I know what they're dealing with, I fixed it before, please contact me. And, uh, you know, I have five episodes that we've recorded that we can't release to the world due to static. So I would love to release them. Um, and if that was at all able to be fixed, uh, please contact me and I will pay you. So uh, that being said, with the Malibu episode, um, there is some clear parts in it where we all we both sound clear. Mali Buddha, Nidal, and I. And then there's parts where Mali Buddha sounds clear and we sound bad and vice versa. So, uh, but after talking with Nidal, he was like, look, dude, content's content. We need to get this out. Uh, we want people to hear it. We want y'all to be able to um, experience what we experienced that night. It was awesome. We had over three and a half hours of recording. This video is actually, this podcast has been cut down to about two hours and like five minutes. So, and most of the recording that I had to cut was from the beginning. So it's going to kind of just jump out of nowhere at you that, hey, Mali Buddha's talking and there's a lot of static. And then it starts to clear. Um, but we are really excited about this episode. Please leave us feedback. Please listen. Let us know how y'all feel about it. Um, this one, you know, and I are still our idiot selves, but we get more serious. And I feel like in these past other podcasts we've been doing, um, that's kind of been uh, oozing over into our other podcasts, for lack of a better term. Uh, you know, we've been getting a little more serious, and I think with this, this kind of shows that spark of seriousness that we've been experiencing in these last episodes that we've done. So, uh, with that being said, I really hope you all enjoy this episode. Um, it does jump you right into it. We don't even introduce him because I had to cut all that. So, uh, this is gonna. This is Mali Buddha, also known as John. Uh, Nidal and I, Brad, the co-host of Couch Co-op, uh, and this is about a two-hour, two two-hour, two-hour and five-minute podcast. So I really hope you all enjoy. Um, thank you all for listening to Couch Co-op, and I will catch you all next week. I was, I was elsewhere. elsewhere. And, and nonetheless, nonetheless, I think that YouTube if they were, if they were to really, really have someone who were looking, looking at the channel, they would say that, well, I don't know, I don't know they would say, well, they would say, it's not human on and on. No, it's not. That, that would be inaccurate. Yeah, I yeah, got kind of time to have a relevant really, really, it has something to do with human on. The reason why the channel was removed is because I was speaking about pizza, pizza gate. Yep. And I know that's a that's a God. touchy subject, yeah. That's well and like so, you know, I told you before we started recording, like, um, whenever Nidal brought your name up and Nidal's talked about you fondly for I mean I've known Nidal for over ten years now. Fondlingly. 
fondlingly, yes. <laughs> uh, happy Pride Month, everybody. Yeah, yeah, happy Pride Month. Yeah, yeah. Every month. We got to keep going. So, but he always, sorry. <laughs> we're idiots. <laughs> sorry. Uh, we, no. we, can't, we can't shake who we are. We're yeah, sorry. we can't. It got, yeah. it got yeah. super serious in real life. We're trying to be serious. Yes, yes. It's but... true, but still. Yeah. We have a serious man here. We're trying to be serious. Yeah, we're trying to be serious. Yeah. Anyways, I have a suit and tie on. So, <laughs> no, I don't. I have a Hawaiian shirt on. But, um, you know, whenever Nidal said your name and started talking about, you know, Maldi Buddha and John and just uh, everything you did. And he would tell me before we had a podcast, even he would be like, yeah, man, like, you know, my friend John, he's like getting up there like he's doing so well. And he's like super into politics. And he's like digging deep into things. And uh, I remember like looking you up and be like, oh, wow, man. Yeah, Maldi Buddha. Like this is. A wild boy, a wild boy, yeah. you know, he <laughs> and, was causing ripples. Yeah, you were causing ripples. Society. I mean, you were you were on that Alex Jones level. Let's turn on the fucking frogs, okay? Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, I had to. Even, but even though, like, you know, it, you're so humble about it too. Like, you're like, oh yeah, I guess, and like, <laughs> I guess that shocks me. But on top of that, though, I didn't realize it because once he spit out your name, which I told you this before, I started getting text messages like, hey. Maldi Buddha, hey, Maldi Buddha. I'm like, guys, what? Like, John, you mean? Like, the guy that I'm in a group text message with? We're just sitting here talking about Cthulhu and shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and you're True Detective. Wait, wait, wait. Does Cthulhu and True Detective have a apparent link? Is that what you're trying to say? Ooh. Potentially. I can well, see that. I know they I talked about uh, Narcosa. Yeah, yes. I'm season one of True Detective is my fucking shit, man. It and it's funny because you talk about Pizzagate and all the shit, and then the symbols, the symbols in fucking uh, True Detective are the same symbols that were used in all the Pizzagate shit. And I was like, okay, they just used either this is Hollywood's version of saying that this shit really happens, which we know it does, or the symbolism into this. Symbolism into the symbols, yeah, that's an oxymoron. You know, a symbolism into what these symbols meant. And then, you know, you brought up Cthulhu. We talked about Cthulhu. We joked about it. Um, but is is that... Do they coincide with each other, right? Do the symbols of that... And then also, to shift gears to, for the third time, have you seen Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix? Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, have an episode with Cthulhu. Oh my god! Yes, yes, dude, it is. Sorry. Uh, wow. Yeah. So we, I, I have to apologize up front. We do this so much. Like, we just like, go everywhere. We're like, we e- everyone's everywhere. trying to get like the big O. Everyone's trying to you know get their get their rocks off. Like listening to you, and I'm like, yes. all right. And every time, like you're about to like, oh, okay. I'm about to say something really stoic and moving, and I'm like, but wait, Cthulhu. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I know the listeners, they came here to hear this, but have you heard of our Lord and Savior? And this drink, what is this? This is the, I call it a chocolate Elijah. The the reason I call it a chocolate Elijah, you're supposed to make it with Elijah Craig, but we're we're drinking four roses tonight. And what it is, it's four dashes of chocolate bitters only made by Woodford Reserve and Woodford Reserve only. Two, and only two maraschino cherries made by Luxardo. The the best maraschino cherries makers in the world. Oh, so, wow. By the way, at the bottom of your glass, you have two cherries in there. 
That is the literal thank cherry. Y'all, uh, oh, thank y'all for tuning in to the Mixologist podcast. Yeah, now we're a Mixologist podcast. This motherfucker. And, uh, <laughs> and then I put two ounces of the bourbon and a uh, ounce of water. And then four dashes of bitters. And it just makes this exquisite, like, palatable... Ref- well, not necessarily refreshing because it's very warming at the same it's time because of the warming, chocolate. It's very clean. Yes. I like it a lot. The, the water takes the edge off. The water makes the bourbon right. cleaner. You know... It tastes super chocolatey. Kahlua? Yes. All right. All right. Okay. So, this is Kahlua stuff. Yeah. I know I sound like a... That sounds dangerous. I'm, I'm a complete alcoholic newbie. I'm not an alcoholic now. Alcoholic newbie. Yeah. But I'm, soon I'm, I'm a newbie to being an alcoholic, so I really like uh, occasionally drinking. Um, yeah, Kahlua. I remember. What is it? This goes into... It's a, it's a Kahlua. is not a chocolate liqueur. It is a chocolate liqueur. Well, actually, oh, okay. it's it's it. like a... You use it to make, like, white Russians. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is so chocolate milk in Kahlua? Is that too much? I'm trying to get so sugary up in here. I, know, like, I don't know why, but when I go drink somewhere, I, I mean, I'm just, I guess I'm in a phase right now. But wine, and then I go home. Wine's okay. not bad. Wine's not bad, right? Like, like honestly, wine is like uh, the doctors still say it's good for you. You know, a glass a day for your heart, for your ticker, it's good for you. What if it wasn't? What if it still sucked? Well, I so think I would still drink it. Would I not? Good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, because I, I, I did wine for a little bit. I did do because I, I stopped drinking completely, and I dabbled back in the and I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick it back up, and I did wine, and I did yeah, uh, cabs for a long time. <laughs> so I did cabs for a long time, and uh, there's a cabernet out there called Juggernaut. Oh, sounds wonderful because it was it's aged in a bourbon barrel. I love sayings like that. Yeah, it's aged in a bourbon barrel made of mahogany. Yeah, and from the richest mahogany, from the deepest yes. forests of the Amazons, Me- cut down Me- by the Me- poorest Me- children in the world. So everyone, finest slave labor. Everyone uh, here knows that I am the white trash one of this group. Because I'm like. Coors Light, baby. Coors Light, Tobo Chico Seltzers. Hey, it's Pride Month. Yes, hey. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud, yes, all of the lights. All You're the welcome light. here. Yeah. We can have Coors yeah. Light, Bud so Light. So he did, he went through a phase, man. And I remember going to his Many house. Phases. He goes through so many phases. <laughs> but when I went to his house, he was like, uh, this is when he wasn't drinking, but he started drinking wine. And he was like, he like <laughs> brought out like this fancy bottle. I was like, would y'all like some wine? I'm like. He's like, who the fuck are what you? What the fuck? No, I don't want any wine, <laughs> dude. Fucking wine. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'd rather drink water at this point. Yeah. So I'm not a wine person. Hey, that's fine. So he opens it up and he like, and he like smells it all like, oh, uh, yes. Smell it's, that. Smell it's smell it. Smell it. You want to oh. taste it? I'm like, sure. And it tastes like fucking red wine. <laughs> all right. And it tastes like anything it's, special. It's because you don't like have a sophisticated. Mahogany, my yes, ass. your palate is not sophisticated enough. Listen, and, guys. And that's why we're enjoying this fine chocolate Elijah. Is that like yeah. Yes, the chocolate yeah. Elijah from the. You know is what? It from the. Is it from Nepal? No, it's not Nepalese. Okay. Uh, if it was to come from anywhere, it'd come from the deepest. Here we go. I'm about to do this. Oh, my God. It Here comes we go. From the deepest roots of the finest, deepest southern state. In the deepest south of the deepest south of Savannah, Georgia. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, man. So, oh, Savannah, the yeah, bag of Vance? So, but the bag of Vance. Oh, Yes, man. you go. You hit that golf ball. She hit it nice and straight. She wanted him to hit that golf ball nice and straight. She did. She wanted it so bad. Yeah, he was like, yeah, it. I'm going to find my swing, bitch. Yeah, and he did. He found that swing right into that coochie. God damn. I mean, okay. All right. This got way too derogatory. Yeah, we, I am a Christian. Yes. We cannot get too uh, off the rails. Yeah, okay. Of course we, not. We, we, I you just, just did turn water to wine. That was the first miracle. And he said, when when you drink wine, think of me. Exactly. Yes. So you're drinking. You're a sick person. Well, it is to, It is of a sacrifice. Nidal is like the uh, Dracula of the Christian community. Oh, my God. Don't say that. He oh is my God. drinking up <laughs> that Jesus blood. He's, He's the gothic <laughs> Catholic. Oh everyone's God. like, dude, who, dude like, you're, you're, you're turning everything fucking vampire. Nidal like, walks on. in to church. He's like, so is it communion today? It's communion every day when it's when you're Can Catholic. I eat the flesh, oh, please. The blood and Let me body eat the flesh of Christ. Give me. You're so gothic. <laughs> so, so gothic. Oh, speaking of gothic, have y'all seen that new fucking movie? What the hell is it called? Uh, with Nicolas Cage, he's the vampire. Oh, dude, I want to see that so bad. Wilfred, Wilfred. Oh, I heard of this, dude. And you are you're a still this a huge looks... movie buff. Oh, I love movies. Oh, okay. Movies have disappointed me so much lately. Yeah. I have a question Movies, for you. movies. Not television. Television is great. Movies have been disappointing me. Yes, continue. Until Alfonso Cuaron comes out with something, then it will be. Alfonso, he directed uh, Gravity, and he directed Children of Men, and he directed Itumama Tambien. Dude, oh Okay. Gravity, not a big fan of. What? Okay. Dude, okay. not a big fan of. I, I accept you still. But Children of Men, dude. Children of Men, you have movie. me there? Hey, that movie. That was John's nicest way of telling you to go fuck yourself. It was, Brad. I, you should okay. go fuck yourself. That's okay. I, I Brad, I, you just said he didn't like Gravity. Okay, look. No, I'm not conceding anything. I think what? Gravity's a masterpiece. Now, I will I will concede this ground, though, which okay. is I will concede that Children of Men is a better film than Gravity. I agree with this. Okay. I agree with yeah, this. Yeah, you, 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 you seem to be alluding because to this. I'm not, I don't know, like, I guess, I guess the hype was there for Gravity. Uh-huh. And like it was, oh, go watch what Sandra Bullock. Well, the hype was no, 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 no. no. I, I will, I will not let you sin upon this film. The the hype was there on the first day when I saw it in IMAX. I am a Alfonso, like fan, fiction Sabator. of this man, Saboteur. Alfonso is the absolute king of cinema right now. I need to see Children of Men. I've never seen it. Well, Children of Men is Children of Men. No. it's uh, it's so really, good. really, really good. It's it works. Well, you know what. Don't tell me. I'm gonna go watch it. Don't tell me. You no, I want it. I, I can explore. It. I can explore the themes without giving any yeah. away any, any spoilers. So the the fundamental. I could give away what's in the trailer, which is the concept of the film, which was originally a novel. Really, yeah, it's novel. Yeah, it's really. It's that cool. women can no longer make babies. What's your reaction to this concept? Go. So women can't make babies anymore. They can't do it. Immediately, I think of the fucking hand, the Handmaid's Tale, and it turned me off. Oh gosh. Okay. No, dude, nothing like let, that. Let, let's not go there. Okay. So now instead of that, that, okay, let, let's build up. Let's build take, upon this. Take that. Okay. So yes. Taking. I've never seen Handmaid's Tale. Out. My first thought was religion. My first thought was Mother Mary. My first thought was Immaculate Conception. Mary, that's so. That's so beautiful. That's the truth, though, man. Because she's the mother of God. So wow. Yeah. So even out of this, like awful concept, you pulled out something so beautiful, man. Yeah. Which was it was a tragedy. Women can no longer make babies. You 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 conjured up Mother Mary in your mind. Yeah. Are you Catholic? I am. Dude, Catholic. come give me a hug. Oh, hug time. They're hugging right now. Give me a hug. John, 
John thinks Nidal is a beautiful person. Oh, I think Nidal. Man, is a I'm so proud show. of you, dude. It's yeah. Okay, though. We all we all know. But I'm exploring, and it's like, so my thing is like, I try to find the beauty in everything, uh, because I think there's how do I say this without bringing up fucking childhood trauma? You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> don't bring up childhood trauma. Okay, so it's, so it's like my my thing is it's like you try to find the good and see the good in everything, and I was always and still am. I'm a soft soul. Right, yes, you like are. things, yes, you are, yes, things impact me, and they like it's forever. Yeah. Like no matter how small or how big, it impacts me forever. And that's why, like, when something's terrible, it's like, okay, this sucks. Okay, what, what's the beauty in it, right? Like, and I think I learned that from the military, and it's like, it sucks right now. This very moment, it's the worst moment of my life, but it will end, and it will end two ways: either I'm gonna have a fucking awesome story to tell. Or I get to meet St. Pete. You were really considering this, Ned, yeah, at a certain all, point? All the time, man. That was, that was my like. That was my thought process. It's either like... So I, you really were thinking I might die? Yeah, of course, man. Dude, I, 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 I found bombs with a dog. You know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a 5% margin for error. Like, literally, that's the percentage they give us. You have a 95% uh, fine rate. And that's that's like how we equate it, right? That's how we certify all this bullshit. But like, I had a 90... I had a 5% chance that he could miss it the elements were against us the wind the terrain the the moisture in the air uh the enemy was smarter than us in the sense that yeah dude there's all these things and this is what sucks it's like you can never turn that shit off right and that's what bothers me still to this day it's like do you have anyone you can go talk to do you have like 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 are there counselors on there you talk to man but the va sucks i I do have a counselor and I've, i've been not seeing her as frequently as i should but Going back to, I don't want to sound like a fucking sob story, but like. It's not, my, man. Hey, dude, wife, dude, everyone's seeing counselors, everyone's seeing therapists, everyone's seeing. Yeah, but you know, like okay. military, you expect it. Happy uh, Memorial Day, everybody. Yeah. Happy, like, back, happy Memorial Day, everybody. That's yeah. the thing, man. It's, we it's, brought Maldi Buddha hey, on to trick everybody yeah. back into talking about me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And veterans on Memorial Day are so cool, too. They all have your attitude and perspective. Yeah, they it's just like, you know, it's don't... very important. The day is important. I'm not going to go. And no one does. Yeah. Veterans don't. Veterans are, are on Memorial Day are not like vegans every day. <laughs> Damn, gotta sh- every chance we get, we've got shit on vegans. No, no, no. I love vegans. I just, that, that's why I love to poo-poo on them. <laughs> I, I, I do. No, I really mean that. One of my... Uh, one of my favorite content creators on YouTube uh, was a vegan. He's no longer a vegan. This guy is. Yeah, I I, uh, I like him so much that I donate to his Patreon. Awesome. Yeah, man, he's significant. Dude, but being a vegan, man, how the fuck do they do it? I love meat so motherfucking much, and I get it. It's oh, it's cruelty. It's like not good for you and stuff like that. I don't know, man. I feel like we're 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 hardwired to want to eat animals. You know what I mean? Or wrangle snakes. Wrangle snakes. Yes, the, the the it's Alex O'Connor is the man that y'all should look at if, for for these. I'll look these. That up right now. Yeah, I, I'm really fascinated to see where he goes next on this journey that he's on because I fully support. There's, there's one guy, man. I listen to what he's doing. Um, and it's called, so y'all should check it out. It's called the Confessionals Podcast. 
Ooh, that looks intense. And so this is his website. So like I professional. So what? What is? Does he get you into some kind of trouble or what? No. So he's about like conspiracies and stuff. And oh, actually, okay. um, let me see. Know, let me see that. Yeah, here. this is his website. This is his actual app. Yes, it looks so cool. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. Dude. Like what literally. It, okay, like for those for those listening, it's the confessionals. He has a UFO over his head. A Sasquatch. He has a Sasquatch to his right. He's got like men in black to his left. He's got like cryptids all around him and it's so cool, dude. done in this really bizarre way so cryptids what do y'all think of cryptids what is cryptids okay so that's like uh your dog man your sasquatch your man uh, bear pigs uh the moth man so i have an interesting take yes so it's because of him henry henry merkel is his name i turned my dad onto this guy because he actually um rejuvenated my belief in god he's a devout christian and listening to him actually kind of made me start my my uh my wheel started turning mm-hmm. a lot with them. Huh. So I truly think with cryptids, I think they're interdimensional beings that what it's not like Rick and Morty shit? So like, like Rick and Morty shit. Morty. So they come through a portal because there's another I think there's another realm. I think we're like there's multiple realms. And um I think that Earth, our realm is kind of you know how they talk about in the bible they talk about the firmament in the bible how it's they talk about it as a realm but the bible is i mean the earth is a realm and i think that our realm the earth is a playing field for these other creatures to come into and and do basically what? have a playground to do what uh, so we're not like run, we're not running away from fucking sasquatches and shit like you know what i mean like there's not yeah. Well, did y'all hear about that UFO story? Which I can one? play oh, the yeah. audio for it, but keep going, which, but I'll, I'll find yeah, it. Which one? There's a million of them right Well, there was a recent... Oh, no, I, right. So, Sorry. So now, well, there, there was a recent one that the news actually just did where a, a family called the police, and we have some of the, the recordings here. I mean, every every comment on the on the, the video is concerned that they didn't film this apparent alien that was in front of them. In front of them. Like, we're talking about some science stuff. Like, oh, are we going to bring that up? We're going to talk about science here in a minute. But you, you and I watch science. I'm finding the video. Did. But yes, you yes. and I did watch but, science. But so, so, so. We watched science in the theater, man. I know. And that Dude, movie, that was that so movie cool. fucked me up. Well, the end when Walking to Phoenix grabs the fucking bat? Yeah. Dude, everyone, no, not even that, dude. Just like. It was all the buildup. It was old Shyamalan when he was. Oh, like, yes. I mean, peak, peak Shyamalan. Not, not old Shyamalan. And then he made the happening. What happened? That's when it all happened, dude. He literally, he literally. <laughs> what happened? He happening his ass. Fucking it's the plants, man. The plants are communicating with each other. Yeah, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. I'm Mark Wahlberg. Okay, the plants are killing us. You know, it's so, so fucking stupid. Best impression of Mark Wahlberg I've ever heard. Hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I play golf. Fuck you. I'm better than you. Fuck you, man. Can't stand Mark Wahlberg. All right. So we got some. Now, 
Today, sources telling the news investigators that several agencies believe something landed or crashed. Whether it was non-humans or not, it certainly scared the people living on this property. So not so not. That video, listen to their call for help. There's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one just said, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Hey, where is the fucking place? Uh, uh, in my backyard. Is it, I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually really terrifying. So there's two people or two subjects. Correct, and they're very large. They're like eight-foot. Nine feet, ten-foot, I don't know. They're, they're, like, they're not like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes, like, like I can't explain it. They're big, I'm out. They're shiny eyes, and, and they're not human. 100% they're not human. That is fucking terrifying. While the ADS so, investigators obtaining video as officers then respond. Yeah, my question for y'all. Dude, I mean, this? instantly I'm grabbing the fucking, I'm like, grabbing a rifle and I'm going to smoke them motherfuckers. Instantly, that's what well, I like, thought. What do you think aliens are? Because, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, you get like... Well, oh, why didn't they film it? That is odd. He sounds very calm. Why didn't they film... No, 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 no. I'm not saying that he's, he's faking petrified. it. I'm not saying that he's faking it. No, no, let, let, let's not be... Let's, let, 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 let's uh, just uh, right here at the gate gate. All right? The, the gate gate is the new gate. All right? You find the eternal gate, you get the gate gate. Okay. So, let's just assume for any such good reason... That these are normal people. Okay. Normal nine foot people. No, 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 no. The oh, people, oh, the people, oh, who, oh. the guy who I, made I, the report. I'm, so, I'm, still, I'm still hung up on the fucking eight foot. <laughs> the know, fucking eight what, foot thing with dude, the big eyes. I mean, instantly, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to the safe. I'm grabbing the biggest fucking caliber but they I have. Though, but they say like when you encounter things like this, is that you either have like a a very like. Uh, peaceful calm come over you where you just can't you know yeah, it's a fucking it? radiation or you're like in panic where you can't move is that why they didn't film that's what i think okay. but he called sure. me sorry i didn't mean to sound skeptic but i was like he sounds very calm i should have elaborated. no 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 i think it's a it's a good intuition yeah. too to to wonder what's going on and are they lying or uh, why did and if they're not lying and they're being genuine which is what i think is going on it, it doesn't mean they saw what they said they saw, and it does mean that they saw what they said they saw. Something odd occurred there. And but but why didn't they film it? They they should have filmed it. Yeah. So so we we think about it. Imagine seeing something like that so much that you have to call the police. Where where was it? <clears throat> well, uh, there's more video here. Let's uh, let's play it for another. 60 seconds, and then we'll okay. kind of, okay. You see, the officers also saw something in the sky that night. The big question is, what was it, and is it all connected? It's almost midnight on May 1st, when a Las Vegas Metro police officer's body catches this, something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later, there's, a, there's like an 8 person inside it, and another one inside it, and it has big eyes that are looking at us. Area 51. reporting two large figures in the I don't think so, man. The news now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. 
Harpoon's on a shooting star, then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What did you see? It looks like, uh, like a fake creature. Fake creature? Yeah, like an autistic zombie. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky, too. This so is that's wild. Like it's fucking terrifying. Okay. I have a question for you all. I have a question. So, what makes y'all think? Why are they starting to pop up so much now? Like, what's y'all's like theory on that? Because that's my end of the world. I mean, so nineteen forty-seven. Are you talking about the L.A. uh, riots? Not the L.A. riots. (laughs) L.A. riots. There was a uh, what's it called? It was like almost like it was almost like War of the Worlds type thing. They had a battle. It was like battle for L.A. It may have been 1954, but they talked about it, and there was these lights in the sky, and people thought it was a light show, and um, it kind of got... You're talking about what happened over the White House? Yes. Yes. So you know about it. Yeah. It's Washington. That's right. So Washington, D.C. So yeah. It happened over the White House. Over the White House, and people reported it, and they wiped it from history, basically. And I said... This shit creeps me out, I'm not going to lie to y'all, because it's like, my, my thing is, like, like control, right? Like, I want to be in control of the situation and stuff like that. You're like, you have zero control, and I think that's why my instinct is grab, go grab a gun and shoot at him, you know? Yeah, well, the, going back to the alien thing, let's say this, this alien was hanging out, he's fucking 10 feet tall, and you see him. So, so they said that, I, I believe he said, well, I don't want to get that wrong, but... It sounded like that guy and his family were saying they saw a big old creature. Yeah. What do you make of this, Ned? I, dude, and I, why didn't they film it? I, I think like what Brad was saying is like, you know, people get in these moments where it's just like, holy shit, like, is this real? And like, they freeze, you know, because it's like, you don't know what to believe. Like, you don't, you can't, you literally can't believe your eyes. You so, <clears throat> for me, um, if I was to ever see like a skinwalker in person, I would my instinct would not be to film. I'd be terrified, man. You know, like if I saw an alien in person, dude, hands down, I want to pretend like I'm a tough guy. Like, oh, I would, I would stand up to it. No, I'd be terrified. Yeah, absolutely. Like if I saw an alien, you know, like because it's it's a being that you're you're just that's an extraterrestrial of. being. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't know what it can do to you. You don't know what you can do to it. So for me, it's the unknown that makes it so scary. And, yeah, that's you know. interesting. I mean, <clears throat> it's funny because when I saw the the snake that ran into us today, yeah. that damn snake, um, which is crazy that I could just say that right now. <laughs> yeah. like, I, guys, we don't live like I live in the suburbs. <laughs> so, I'll give you all some context. So. John was like, hey, I'm going to go grab something to eat. I'm like, all right, man, cool. No worries. So he goes out, and and then, like, not even five minutes later, he's like, hey, Ned. Um, by the way, Nidal is my name, but everyone calls me Ned. I have, like, three aliases. So he's like, hey, Ned, um, there's a fucking snake outside. I was like, what? He's like, there's a snake outside. I was like, John, what? He's like, there's a snake outside. <laughs> it genuinely was. And Ned didn't believe. He thought I was playing. I, I thought he was playing. Ned thought I was funny. playing. I thought I was going to go outside, and he's going to. 
I don't know, throw something at me or spray me in the face with fucking, I don't know what, silly spray. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I was like, what? So I tell my, I tell my sister, I'm like, hey, there's a snake outside. She's like, what? So we both go out there and John is, is, is high, is not, I won't say hiding, but he is, there's a safe distance between him and, and the snake. And he's like, it's right there. And I, I peer around the corner. I'm like, oh, holy shit, there is a snake right there. And the snake's just chilling. Oh gosh, yes. The snake's like, stoic and still but its tongue was moving and it would occasionally move but in that real weird jittery way they're really freaky creatures and but you were so forthright you got the you you got a stick and you kind of pushed him and he dude he pushed him into a cardboard box like peacefully tapes the box to where there's enough you know breathing room we go to the park he lets the snake out in, in, into the park and it goes on and frolics. Park full of children. Hey, that playground. Take that. You'll have fun. It uh, was not. It was actually like the side of a. It was a, a big preserve. lagoon. It so yeah. Preserve. Oh, it was a nature preserve. Yeah, okay. we actually yeah. went to a nature preserve and let them out. See, that's yeah. what Manny told me. Yeah. Hmm. So, so not to sound like real like oh so the fortune teller has told me. So a weird thing is that uh, that snake, that same snake Manny sent me. After I looked at the pictures of it a little bit, I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, I've had dreams about a snake in our front yard coming up out of the ground. Oh, my gosh. And I actually talked to my sister about it. My sister's into astrology, like hardcore. And she's into, like, dreams, like, what it means, what. And, yeah. I got to hit you with this. Do you remember back in the day, Dane Cook, when he was actually, like, super funny? And he had a friend that was into astrology. And he's like, I had a weird dream. He's like, okay, tell me about it. And he's like, I had a dream I was getting chased by a crab. And he's like, he acts like his friend's like sitting through the boots. He's like, was a crab wearing loafers? He's like, yes. He's like, oh, bro, you're gay. Brilliant. But no, I told my sister about it. She's like, oh, that like means, uh, it meant like wealth and that you're basically, snakes mean harmony. Like they look scary, but they mean harmony, and that you're gonna come into a phase of peace. And like, I don't know, man, that was weird because, you know, um, doing this podcast has been, uh, it's been a second job. <laughs> you know, the editing, y'all witnessed it today, me freaking out. <laughs> the mics, but hey, we made it work. Um, in all, in all, in all honesty, it's become my outlet, and uh, I've started to find peace and harmony through doing this. And not to get all philosophical on y'all, but uh, I don't know. To me, it was like a definition. It was like just, it was a representation today. And I thought it was cool. I was like, oh man, that's like cool, man. Like it's actually kind of coming into fruition. Damn. You know, that's how I felt. I thought it was a bad omen because I immediately. Snakes mean, snakes are, you get that from the Bible. Yes, exactly. I think that's a good place to get it from. It is. But the serpent in the Bible is not a snake. I'll leave it at that. Mm. So in the Bible, they talk about the serpent. And, oh, God, I'm going to get this wrong. I've been drinking too much. Um, so basically, uh, so Lucifer in the Bible in Genesis is said to be a serpent. Lucifer isn't called a serpent in the Bible. And the serpent is just a reptile. So, conspiracy. Fucking Komodo dragon. Conspiracy here. 
a lot of people believe that it is actually a lizard person. A lizard person. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so that's actually a legit thing. Joe Biden. Yeah. Joe Biden. <laughs> hey, man. Watch out for those bags, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the popcorn, you know what I mean? We were um, drinking the, the, the roosters, you know, in World War II. And, you know, it wasn't important for Adolf, and it wouldn't be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Dude, I'm, so now everyone that listens to this podcast is going to be like, Brad is a psychopath. Yeah. He listens to all this conspiracy stuff. Dude, but it's it's cool, though, because it's like, it gives you it gives you understanding. Because, you know, what's the ultimate question? What's the ultimate question everyone always wants? Every philosopher, right? What is the meaning of life? So we try to find things that rationalize what doesn't make sense. We live in a weird world and we don't address it. That's my issue is that we don't address it. Like we're an anomaly. Like the earth is an anomaly. It well, is. Well, you think about it. Like, look what happens when you do address weird things, Mr. Mr. Buddha. You know what I mean? Look what yeah. happens when you address something that is weird, is strange, is considered to be nowadays the most disgusting, vile thing you can do. And, you know, for those of you that haven't seen John's videos, he literally got to a point where he found so much disgusting things about these, these, these fucking pedophiles. And he's that, not talking about the Catholic Church. And that he had to submit it to the FBI. He submitted his findings to the Federal Bureau of Fucking Investigation. And that's at the end of one of, like, literally one of his videos that wrapped, I think it was the sixth, the sixth video you did on Pizzagate. Yes. Brad, if you want to find videos on Catholic clergy abuse, go to dauntlessdialogue.com. Dauntlessdialogue.com. Okay. Yeah. That is, as respect for my brother here, I'm not going to say anything, but I find the Catholic Church very interesting. Yes. And I think that they have their own country is very odd. Because, you know, the Vatican is labeled its own country. Dude, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty darn Italian. So, the Catholic Church is one of the most beautiful institutions, if not. 100%. Yeah. Oh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, 100%. I'll give it to y'all. It really is beautiful. Uh, To walk into a cathedral is fantastic. To just the ambiance of a cathedral, the imagery as well. Catholics really like imagery. Uh, Some Protestants do not. Many Protestants see the imagery as a distraction. What's your view? Like when? When's the last time you've been to a Catholic? cathedral uh i was actually just there for saint patrick's day are you serious where was it in houston no in uh savannah georgia i got married i got married at saint john the baptist cathedral in savannah that beautiful john it was oh my gosh it was i mean you've seen the pictures right it's just fucking gorgeous man i mean it is one of the most gorgeous cathedrals i've ever seen Mm. uh and i'm not saying this to be biased like even if i wasn't married there um it is just breathtaking and that's where not to put too much information out there but my my wife went to school there and that was her upbringing and my wife is heavily rooted in in uh, catholicism and she is my uh spiritual guide i can say that you know and 
you know, not to get all sappy and shit, but she's like, she saved me in multiple ways. You know, not just like spiritually, intellectually, but like, you know, we talked about deployments and stuff like that and the things you come home with that never go away. And, uh, yeah, man, she, she, my saving grace. And sometimes I contribute that to her Catholic upbringing, you know? And, uh, and that's why, like, you hear about all these, everyone focuses on bad things, right? The, the, the terrible things of the Catholic church, right? You know, we could talk about the crusade, you know, plural. crusades. I would have been a crusader. You know, oh, absolutely, man. But you know what I mean? Like when we talk about the crusades and we talk about the first crusade and all the terrible things. I would have been a Templar knight. <laughs> they look cool. Yes. They hey, look cool, I, I would have too. You know, it's funny. I, I, I would talk about like all the patches in my truck. I have a uh, uh, first crusade shield and it has bullets in it. It's pretty fucking badass. But that, you know, because it's like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We'll leave that one alone. But like, that's why. Uh, and you're not, you're not a conservative person. Are you? Are you? Are you kind of, or are you? I am. I am okay. in certain aspects, like certain things. I'm extremely conservative. Okay. But in okay. certain things, I'm very liberal. I know. Okay, because you don't have the person. Well, I don't have. The I shouldn't say that because I don't. Say it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll say it about actually me because the judgment there was that you do not strike me as a person who would vote conservative. But at the same time, neither did my dad, and he voted conservative, and neither. Do I? My personality is not that of a conservative, but oftentimes, if I want to spend time in the political space, which is sometimes useless, but if I do spend time there, yeah, I can be all over the map. I can have some ideas that might vibrate over on this right-hand side, and then I might have some ideas that vibrate over here on the left-hand side. When it comes to a whole, when it comes to a single issue, actually, I can go from one to the other. And what single issue would you say you bounce between? Whoa! Good question. Wow! Good question. Probing question. <laughs> you want question. to get to the heart of it? <laughs> That's a good question, sir. Um, where do I go all over the place on? What, what is the What is the one that you say? And I'll, I'll do one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Please. The big schmishmorshin. Okay. Oh, okay. It rhymes with Schmishmorshin. The Schmishmorshin topic. We'll talk about this. This is Voldemort. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the Voldemort of the political world. Because I do think women should have a choice in what they say happens. But I also do believe in the conservation of life. That's my. So it's like, so, so then which say is. Say that it? again. I believe in that women should have a choice in what happens to their bodies. But I also believe in the conservation of life. So you hear that and you're like, in the modern political climate, you can't fucking say that. Why? Why can't I say that? Well, because you can't believe in women's rights and also believe in, you know, uh, uh, taking a baby's life. Well, I never said that. What I said was, I believe in human life. I think human life is the most precious thing, whether it be a baby or a 90-year-old man. And, but I also believe women should have the right to choose what happens to their bodies. And just like, here we go, the Second Amendment, motherfuckers that couldn't disassemble a weapon effectively, pick a weapon, a fucking knife, a pocket knife. If you can't disassemble a pocket knife or, or put it back and fold it up correctly, you shouldn't be allowed to make decisions based on 
the Second Amendment, which is our right to defend ourselves and take up arms dude, against a fuck, tyrannical government. Fuck those people in their in their fucking pocket knives. Yes, dude. you know, fuck the pocket. Fuck knives. pocket knives. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's my that's my that's my stance. Like, if you don't know what you're talking about, if you have no professional background, because I come from a world of subject matter experts, right? When I was in the military, I was subject matter expert in my field, right? I was brought in to consult and advise people on the capabilities of military working dogs. That was my job, right? Nowhere when we create fucking legislation do we bring in fucking subject matter experts to talk about these things. But how do you talk about subject matter expert when it comes to women's rights? Why should women choose? They just were able to vote in the fucking 1900s. 1950s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it was way earlier than the 1950s. 1950s. Was it? No. Yes, 1950s. Well, we'll circle back to that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or or, or 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 the same motherfuckers that believe that you needed to have, based on the color of your fucking skin, you are not worthy of the same rights that I'm worthy to. Hashtag Joe Biden. Look up busing if y'all have never heard about that. Correction, 1920s. 1920s. So early 1900s. So that's my point. It's like they people that have no fucking idea that their pockets are lined by the people that make their decisions because we know about that happen politically right like i'm gonna line your pockets mr john mr buddha i'm gonna line your pockets to make sure you vote the way i want you to vote stay away from me you know what i'm saying so that i just ooh, i went up on a tangent there mr buddha's upset yeah. stay away you get away from me because of my pockets but you know what i mean like that that's my thought is you shouldn't be able to make decisions to make legislation, if you don't have a, a, a knowledge or background in it, then everyone's rebuttal is, would you expect them to just all have knowledge and background and everything? No, but you bring in subject matter experts to almost convey or like a court here. This is why I think, this is why I'm pro, this is why I'm against it. We have subject matter experts, experts, excuse me, debate this, and then we create legislation based on that. And I don't, I don't know what kind of government that is, call it an anarchy, but, if that's the kind of government, then that's the government I would vote for. But that's my strong vibration to the left and strong vibration to the right. So are you saying that 80-year-old men and women don't understand what it's like to be a, a middle-class American today? Absolutely not. You show me one person that's in Congress right now that was a, that was a, 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 a middle-class American, and I'll show you a fucking liar. Hashtag Beto O'Rourke. Fran Robert Francis fucking O'Rourke, that fucking piece of shit. All right, I need to stop. All right, I'm done. No, I'm okay. done. I really enjoy that tangent, man. That was good, dude. Well, good, we man. live in Texas, so we all have such strong feelings about O'Rourke. <laughs> dude, okay, I I'm not going to lie. At first, I did like Beto. You would. Because he reminded me of like a, okay. I'm so cool. Look at me with my big fucking horse teeth. I can skateboard. Yeah. Ooh, I, was, I like, was in a band. I was like, that guy can skateboard, dude. That's cool. Yeah. His name's O'Rourke. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I did the one thing I did like was the image of him when he got arrested. <laughs> but I actually mean that in his in his court. I think that works in his favor because it's so Austin. It's so Austin. Yeah. It's so Austin. Oh, and you. Oh, during the. Uh, but really, it's it's useful. Pardon me, but it's useful for for him to be able to get closer to people if they see that he had a criminal instance. He had an instance of where he broke the law and he has his mugshot. 
And I, I really appreciate, I, I, I mean this sincerely, because I've been arrested and I've seen, I can only imagine what that would be like to have my image displayed on the screen. It takes a lot of work for us to go, okay, this Beto guy, he said some fucked up shit about guns and I don't like him. Okay. I still respect the mugshot. Yes. And I do, dude. dude. Oh, shit. You're, you're out here in the political realm and you got a mugshot? Wow. Good for you. That is fucking skater, man. Like, that's so... Because it's motherfucking daddy. That's the only reason he's in the political realm. But I will say this, though, to, to add on to what you just said. I think that's basically what Donald Trump is running on right now. Is that oh I've been attacked too. Oh, like his I'm a, I'm pri- a normal person. He got indicted today. Yeah, man. So that's my thing. Is like he got indicted today. Yeah. Yeah, man. For all the documentation he had. For the for the for the for same the, documents that fucking Joe, Joe Biden, Biden uh Hunter Biden Barack shit. Obama has. You know, that's the thing is that I think for him what's gonna help him out is that he is Okay, so say I know my political stance. I'm middle ground. I don't vote either way. Like, I'll vote for whoever I feel like is best for our country. At, at best. That's right. If I vote. That's <laughs> But with Donald Trump, I feel like Hold that... On. You go to jury duty, but you don't practice your civil, your civic service of voting? Listen, I lied to a judge during jury duty. Don't, say that, on, don't say that on a podcast. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit it out right now. But no, but my thing is, is that I feel like with Donald Trump is that that's what he's kind of like running with is, Hey, like I've been prosecuted just like y'all have. I'm a normal person guys, because I mean, you have the Santos, which a man, and I say Santos as a joke, the Santos, the Santos, he's just literally like crucifying himself to the public. Dude, he did he's so always much, smiling. He, so he just smiles and smiles. And smiles. I think he's a great governor. But and then he frowns. But he's a dick. He said, that's the issue. Like, remove the Navy SEAL from the person for a few minutes. He can't, dude. That's what it is. He has that's to. what he fucking ran on in Florida. He has to. He, yeah, but I, I get it. Because I like the Santos. That, that, that's what he's going to run on. He's going to run on the fact that he was a fucking Navy SEAL. Because you, you show me one fucking Navy SEAL without a book. He's not there that, though, dude. Fucking fine. Run a Navy SEAL without a book. So you're telling me DeSantis is going to get out there and be like, everybody, I'm a fucking Navy SEAL. Let's, let's, David, me. Thank let's you. David Goggins this yeah. shit. I ran nine miles, motherfucker. What did you do? I, I, slept, I slept until eight. I'm sorry. You fucking piece of shit. I've been peeing blood since I was nine years old. I'm pissing blood. I'm My feet are broken right now. What are you doing? I'm eating cereal in my underwear. That's the thing, man. Like... I don't. The Santos isn't running off of that, which he should. Is it, is it DeSantis or DeSantos? Santos. It's Tostitos. It's 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 DeSantis. DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I thought it was Randy. See, we say DeSantis. And uh, Trump. Trump says Ron DeSanctimonious. Oh. Oh God. Oh. thing though. Okay, like I've I've heard this too. Is that if DeSantis swallowed his pride and gave old Donald a call and said, "Hey, man." His Navy SEAL pride. This yeah, his Navy SEAL pride. Okay. Which, don't get me wrong. Not mine. I respect Navy SEALs. Who's going to care about Y'all all know I listen to Don Shipley. He will oh, expose you, motherfucker. Don Shipley. We'll talk about that. We'll I love about. these Navy SEALs. Dude. Okay, keep, so, keep going. And my thing is, is that, but I think you need to swallow his pride and say, hey, listen, Donald, Mr. Mr. Former President, um, 
He'd, He'd be, be out, out of the room right you're, now. You can't do that to yeah. Trump. Dude. You're you're wiping wipe the floor with me because what Trump has like a what was it, like a fifty five percent approval rating, but he has a nineteen percent lead on him right now. And DeSantos DeSantos has what like twenty four percent right now. I think it was oh, really? like, yeah, just this oh, morning, twenty four percent. Oh Jesus! So, the, so he's already. I mean, dude. I mean, so it's there. Fifty to twenty four. Donald Trump is already saying, "I don't have to do anything." Like, what do you want from me? I think he needs to call him and say, "Hey, let's team up. I'll be your VP. You be the president. Let's promise the American people twelve years of old Donald Trump and little mini Donald Trump Jr. for twelve years." Because the issue is, is that the American people... That's, that's a good take. Um, what the issue is... Think, my, my thing is, I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. And I, I really am not. Um, and my issue is, is that we've had a Democratic... Because I like... Re, rewind. I like Barack Obama. Was he a war criminal? Yes. So is George W. Bush. War criminal. I like Barack Obama. I thought he was cool. I like seeing a president play basketball and have this... But just, how does that make him a good president? I don't care. Okay. Hearing him speak. Well, I was speaking oh, to I was speaking to an associate friend of mine recently, and he was talking about how during the hope and change period, really like the 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 genesis of Obama. Remember that moment? Yeah, I was way younger. But but hold on, just like resonate on it for a second. I remember, and I and I no, this this friend of mine is by no means an Obama. Man, yeah, we were able to both agree that either we were taken in, either it was different then, either I was different then, but yeah, I was for the whole hope and change thing. I thought it was pretty interesting. I was young, yeah, and I remember having this feeling when Obama hit the stage, he would come to the stage, and you too was playing. It was like, who is hello, this? Hello, hello. <laughs> well, I mean, like, and, and it, it was it was a real moment in American in, in my lifetime of like, wow, this guy's so competent. He's so intelligent. Keep in mind, nothing had happened yet, so no one could be really blamed. Perhaps you could argue, if if you were for this uh, president, President Obama, and I was. And since then, you know, we see corruption in the system. And and then at a certain point, we only see corruption and we shit the entire president under the bus. It's like, really, we should see the, see the corruption. And then also see that, you know, Obama, can we see him as human or is the corruption too thick? Is his corruption too thick? It's it's an interesting question. I I can see him as a person, as a human being, as a product of an incredibly large system. I heard that when he first got into the Oval Office, it was actually quite overwhelming for him. And then imagine being in that position where you win the presidency and then you're sitting in the highest office arguably in the world. And the next decision or affairs that are going on in other nations and other places in the world are up to you in a matter of moments. It's your big first thing to do as the president. These are huge moments, and I, I, I don't like to throw any president of America, which is my country that I love, 
under the bus, hold them accountable, yes, and I sure have in my videos. But there also needs to be a hand that extends for retributive justice. So, you know, a lot of the, there's people out there who think these folks are going to go to jail. It hasn't happened yet. Um, what would you do if, if like Obama ended up in jail? Would you be cool with that? No, absolutely not. Not at all, man. Um, just, right. just because, like, like you said it, like we're at war with ourselves. Because to quote, you know, old Vlad himself, I don't have to destroy America; they're destroying themselves. We're so polarized politically so incredibly polarized politically that I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. And you know how much of an embarrassment that would be to the world just for some bipartisan glory? It's disgusting. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. America is bigger than who is president. Yes. But this I think... Is, it's just the president is... So, so, yes, please, please go. I think Obama, which I mean, I come from a family who I've had family members tell me they've never heard him speak. They refuse because they're Republican through and through. Obama represented, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound cliche here, um, change. He did, man. Like, I mean, I was in ninth grade. I still remember I was in ninth grade sitting in technology class. Yes. And they announced Barack Obama as the president. Mm. And I still remember the Young Jeezy song, My oh, President right. is Black. <laughs> and I remember how crazy that was. Being like, man, like, because if you don't, you don't, you don't, if you put it in this perspective, Martin Luther King was 50 years before. This man who died in his, what, mid, like late 20s, saying, you know, I'm an equal to you. Like, I am. Just because, like, just because you're white does not mean you're better than me. I can do the same as you can. But the quality and content of your character be louder than yeah. the color of your like, skin. To me, that's crazy. You know, it's crazy that you, 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 you know, like, if he could be alive during that time, 2009, like, how crazy would that be? You know, to see the progression our country made that not only, like, yeah, we're equal, but guess what? Like, our president is a black man. That, to me, that's just, that's why Barack Obama is, he's he was, there. He's like a God-tier president, in a sense, if you were making tears. You know what I think is absolutely disgusting? We're a country that was founded on finding a better life for yourself, for your family, whatever. Some people are like, oh, no, this is a place where they sent prisoners or pilgrims that didn't want to come here. And then everyone talks about, like, America is the story of war and terrible things and that's what we want to because again everyone remembers the terrible things right everyone wants to talk about like we came here we invaded we're invaders and all, all this shit which is true but what i think is just disgusting is the fact that like some people literally said that he his religious preference which i i think he was muslim I don't think he was Christian. And who gives a fuck 
what religion you are. Because, oh, well, he's going he's gonna to make sure that them goddamn Muslims have fucking rights. That's what we are as Americans. That's what I believe America is. It's for everybody. Not for Muslims, not for Christians, not for Jews, not for uh, uh, Buddhists. For everyone. So what the fuck does your religious preference say you why you can't run, run this country or not? And they're like, well, it says it in the Constitution. Where? This con- the Constitution was founded on biblical ideologies. I don't remember the Bible saying I had to take up arms against the tyrannical government. I don't remember the Bible saying the Fourth Amendment. I'm right. I'm uh, I'm uh, liable for uh, illegal illegal search and seizure. Do you remember that, Mr. John? What about well, you, Mr. Bradley? I don't fucking either. So that's like when people mend religion and politics. I think it's a cop out. I think it's a personality flaw in you that you can't think outside of your own perspective and outside of your own nose because you're so prideful because I think people wear religion as as uh, in the military. People would wear their rank as their personality. Yeah. So their rank would turn into who they were. You can't fucking talk to me like that. I'm a fucking sergeant major. You're going to have to hang that up one day. But religion lasts forever, right? Well, behind my religious belief, I don't believe this. Okay, that's great. That is your belief. That is your opinion. You know, just how as much as the conservatives hate the woke culture, because you can't tell me what gender you are. I know what gender you are. You can't tell me what to believe based on your religion, your religion, your your religious ideology. I want to be where the fuck I want to be. And you can't tell me and force me and tell me that this nation was founded on Christian values. It wasn't great. And, and if it was found on Christian values, great, because there are a lot of great values in Christianity. But religion is is a, is a guide. It's not the, you know, the word of the Lord is the guide. Now, whether you practice it is what makes you a, a holy person or not. Not just the fact that you can recite the gospel. That's awesome. But do you actually live it? Do you actually believe it? Or do you just recite it and use it as armor or use it as a, as a, as a, as a mask to cover up your own sins? Wow, Ned. See, now, that was good, now you got me, bro, because you're, you're, you're going full. Yeah, man. I love that last little bit there. Yes, the gospel of Jesus. That is what we ought to follow. <laughs> and, 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 and again, like I've said it a hundred times before. I'm going to say some stuff that's going to piss some people off, and I hope it does. And I hope it makes you so yeah, mad yeah. that you think about why you're mad. Yeah. And this is why I think it's so perfect to have you, of all the human beings in the world, it either be you or Russell Brand, but I think Russell Brand's way above us right now. But like, y'all, y'all, you remind me so much of each other because of like how articulate you are. Yeah. You know how descriptive you are. How you can literally paint the perfect picture with your words. Like it's it's just it's no filter from your mind, your mouth. And that's what I learned how to do. And which kind of brings me to a question about now the Buddha, um, how articulate you are. How very well spoken you are, and I know your mother was an English teacher. Yes, and yes, I love your mother. God, I love you. But yes, like my yes, my mom was an English teacher, and she has given me so much love and affection uh, regarding writing, and has always supported me so deeply. And she is like in the stratosphere with her writing and intelligence and i'm always you know petering in my you know i'm the son so 
but she's really uh, an exceptional writer, and she edits everything that I make. So if I make something, it run. My mom will see it. If it's a crazy topic, my mom will see it, and she might roll her eyes. Um, but she'll edit it nonetheless, and then she'll provide some rebukes when after she reads the material. I, it, sometimes, and at, well, multiple times, she would tell me things. I would, I would send the scripts to her before a YouTube video, and this one would be like on, you know, the dangers of cell phone radiation, right? And she would just read everything, and and she and I'm like, well, the whole documentary trope is is interesting, but she just wasn't. She was convinced in her own way, but she wasn't like fully on board. And but I could tell she was trying to be nice to me, be like, "My gosh, I might not be able to use my cell phone anymore." You know, but she she just keeps me so grounded. And um, no, that's not to say that that video doesn't have weight to it. But what I'm seeing is that I guess I'm moving off topic here. Mom, I love you. I will move on. That's our specialty here. Yes. Is that when you making these documentaries, it's really easy to craft a story and create bad guys and create uh, realms of intrigue and interest. And then I'll go to watch Netflix and I'll, I'll see all these techniques that they're using, psychological techniques in the edit. And... They're right there, and, and they're they're actually really good, too. They're not, we use this word, manipulation, right? But, like, I, I want to be manipulated by David Fincher when I watch Fight Club. Yeah. Like, yes, please, manipulate me, Daddy. Yeah. Okay? You know, but everybody wants that escape. We're all looking for it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so I think my little point is that it's really easy to cultivate a narrative sense and uh, move away, and, and it's easy to control that narrative as well. So, for example, there could be a guy walking a dog, okay, and let's say you just shoot that. Okay, well, what's the story? Well, if I'm making a documentary, I want to make it interesting. All right, so what? who, who the fuck is this guy? What's in his past? Who is he? Who's the dog? Right? Where'd it come from? Yeah, and you can just, yeah, say it. You cultivate a story. This could be a fictional story. In the case of documentaries... There's still a fictional landscape that you're in as, as a matter of editing with music and interviews and material. There was a recent documentary of Michael Jackson that was absolutely fantastic on HBO. This came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, yes, the Neverland documentary. This filmmaker was an absolute genius. Uh, very heavy. Now, uh, what I personally believe is that Michael Jackson is innocent. And nonetheless, that documentary was quite provocative, and the filmmaking was so exceptional. And this, this is what I'm talking about, which is this ability to make a documentary about Michael Jackson and cultivate such a sense that he is not the guy who we know him to be. And you can do this through documentary. You can play with fire. You can play with truth. And it's what I... It's what, what I, I do, do, and I'm conscious, conscious of this. So, 
it's important to be responsible with the techniques and to only lend credence to what is most valuable, which in my estimation is is Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah, the Lord of Israel, Son of David, Jesus Christ. Mm. You're so much smarter than us. It hurts. <laughs> like just listening to you right now, I'm like, I still want you to stop. <laughs> Sorry. And, and, and it's like, this is what captivated it. And it's yeah, like, man. so literally you understood ethos, pathos, and logos. Oh, that's interesting. The art of manipulation. Articulation oh, and the point of manipulation. Yes, yes. Let's bring it to a happy, lovey place, though, because well, this have, gets into... I have a perfect segue for that. Okay, beautiful. Well, well but, but we can stay on the topic, actually, and keep it happy. This, this sense of manipulation, we want it. Yes. Okay, we just don't want to know that we want it. So, so if we're watching a movie... Like, yes, I want to be transported to a place with the use of music and sounds and vibrations and storytelling and atmosphere and aesthetic and loudspeakers. Yes, I want to be manipulated. Just do not let me know that I'm being manipulated. This is great art. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, but we know we are. And we, you and I, always love that. We love going to the movies. Yeah. And it's because we wanted to be transported for two hours, three hours, an hour and a half. We wanted to be, we wanted to go on that adventure. And there's no better place than the movie theater. Yes. There wasn't. Yeah, I know, man. What else would we watch? We watched The Village, right? Yeah. yeah. I hated The Village. Well, here's the thing. I didn't like it at first. Signs, though? Yeah, I didn't like it at first because, because the ending was so, it was like, wow. It wasn't what I thought it was. I guess spoiler alert. Yeah. I'm learning how to say that first. If y'all haven't seen, y'all, yeah, I, sometimes I say it afterward and it doesn't work that way. So yeah, if you haven't seen the village, you ought to. Spoilers for the rest. Uh, yeah, the end really bummed me out, and then I started seeing it more, and I really like it. And that's why I love Shyamalan so much because he has a, such a heavy directorial hand. I know when I'm watching Shyamalan. I know, I know when I'm watching it because it has the same motifs at, that's in the Sixth Sense are in Unbreakable. The same motifs that are in Unbreakable are in Signs, and they're even in The Happening. It's just things get really bizarre with the Last Airbender. Things get truly bizarre. Old, oh, oh, with old they get into a magical fun land of absolute insanity. Maybe smoke some marijuana and and and, and invite yourself to watch it again. No, I'm serious. You want it? You want look, Shyamalan, dude. I'm telling you. We okay. want. We wanted it to be so good, so bad that we will literally manipulate our own minds to say that it was good. How was Split? Excellent. Split was phenomenal, right? This is modern Shyamalan. Shyamalan showed us he can do it again. He can do it again. He did it with Split. He did it with that brilliant fucking performance. The the schizophrenic McAvoy, James McAvoy. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Absolute phenomenal performance. I mean, just commanded, and his use of cinematography of just leaving it on his protagonist as a character, just leave the camera on him close up as he's moving through all these machinations of weird fucking characters. And and then in the end, he totally shamalons me. I'm seeing it in the theater. 
And it's revealed that this is actually the same universe as, here's the spoiler, as Unbreakable. And fucking Bruce Willis pops up out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, yes, they, they called it Mr. Glass. I was Shyamalan again. And you fucking did it again. You did it to me when I was a kid and you traumatized me with the sixth sense. When the child turns around and says, hey, let's get my dad's gun. Come on, let's get my dad's gun. It's in, his, it's in the basement. Come on. And he turns around and his entire head is blown off. This fucking, I, I, I was with my dad. I said, I was, I was so young. I just started crying and I left and I said, I got to go. And I couldn't think, I could not get this movie out of my mind. It fucking fucked me up so bad. It's, it was the vehicle that sent me into cinema and my fascination with horror today. I mean, now I love like hereditary, these, these, these. Shannon, yes. can't watch it. It freaked, you know, oh, you know what else freaked her out? Like to the point where she's just like, never. The Witch. Oh, oh The Witch. Same, this same is director. A wonderful film. Same director. She, she freaked me out to the point where I won't even watch it. This is not the same director. Uh, the Witch and Hereditary? Yeah. It's same did, director. Yeah, same director. Yeah. So he also did uh, Midsommar as well. No. Dude, I want to watch that. Okay, so what is his name? It's, it's escaping me. So like, do you look it up? The man who made Midsum- Midsummer and Hereditary is the same man yeah, who made man. The Witch. Yes, and it's all eight twenty four films, and they are just—I mean, I saw The Witch with the Manny. I thought the man who made The Witch was the man who made The Northman. The Northman is also awesome. The Northman's good too. It may have been. They may be the same. Look it up. Robert up? Eggers. He did The Lighthouse. He did uh, yes, Hereditary. Robert Eggers. He did Men. He did. The fucking Blair Witch Project. Oh, okay. I got it wrong. Robert Eggers did... did and he did The Conjuring. He did The Northman. He did all of those movies. Hold on. Let, let, me, let me see this. I don't know if he did The Witch. Well, I want to know which one he directed specifically. The Conjuring. That's... Ari Aster. Okay, yeah. Ari Aster is the dude who's doing Hereditary and Midsummer. Okay. And then Robert Eggers is... is yes, he's the guy who has done The Witch and... What was the other film? Uh, Hereditary. No, no, no. Uh, no Blair Witch no, Project? No, Northman, actually. Northman. This was a phenomenal movie. Dude, you love the Northman? Dude, fucking phenomenal, man. It was so well done. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, we're in 2023. I know, and then I know. We're, we're pretending to be Vikings. No, I, felt, I do. Like, yeah. You know, dude, it was with Robert Eggers. This movie fucking blew me away because I was thinking... Okay, they gave him what eighty million dollars to do this. Like, wow! Started watching it. Some of the most compelling, brutal cinematography that I've seen in a long time. It has a really old school cinematic feel, and the brutality of. Well, okay, yeah. Let me not get into it, but just the brutality of it all was actually was so well done, and the magic in it. You know, and the lore, the lore, and the magic, and dude, and the fucking temptress. Yes. Oh, dude, and, and the Valkyrie. This is a movie for simp's worldwide. Yeah. Oh my god. Who cares, man? Dude, dude, dude the, and and I'm spoiler alert. The Valkyrie at the end, carrying him the ball hollow. Beautiful. Right. Beautiful. Right. Absolutely beautiful. Oh yes, that epic conclusion. Oh, it's cool, man. Very yes. Star Wars esque. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was so Nordic and like very episode three esque. So that the volcano fighting in your underwear. The uh, yeah. Gosh. The story <laughs> was actually uh, what influenced Hamlet. That's what made me That's watch right. it. Yep. Because yeah. I was like, oh, because oh, I actually, you know, a Manny, she's an English teacher. Uh, huge, figure, right? huge, you know, Shakespeare buff. And uh, we were talking about it, and I was trying to get her to watch this movie for, like, weeks, months. Like, hey, we should watch The Northman. She's like, and then I was like, it's inspired by Hamlet. She's like, oh. Really? Got her into it. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I watched it for myself, but. Uh, it was, oh, she still didn't join She still didn't watch it. She went to sleep. What the? Oh, that, that did not go where yeah, I thought was, it was going to go. Yeah, it didn't go that way. Yeah, I know. So, what, wow, so you so you played with her, watched this yes. brilliant film with me. She, 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 said, she said, nay, I will not. She said, no. <laughs> yeah, I will not. So, but uh, no, I mean, I think that that's something, The Northman is one of those movies that you get every, like, 10 years. Yes. Where you have that cinematic goal. Because you have your avatars, you have your Ugh. Marvel Cinematic Universe. What do you think of the new Avatar now? I hate Avatar. Have you seen oh, the you new don't, one? It's, it's, it's Dances with Wolves with Aliens. Have you seen the new one? Ned, you, you, you must do better than this. <laughs> this, is, this is the cliched. It's what it's it is, John. They're just, they're just, 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 just a lather. Or recipe. is it Pocahontas? Or is it The Last Samurai? Or is it The Last Samurai? Oh, The Last Samurai. Right. No one ever said this Dude. about The Last Samurai. Yeah, well, the I la- suppose they did. The they said it was Sam- Dances with Wolves. With, with uh, Samurai. But with The Last Samurai, though? Oh, man. Oh, it's such a I badass movie. You. Yeah. yeah. Dude. You, you didn't see it with me. You watched it in your, in your den. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, and I thought you first time. Cave? Hell yes. So, my... The music. Uh, Dude. She was like a grandmother to me. Her name was Vern. Uh, she was the manager of the Woodlands Theater, AMC. And during that time, you had Last Samurai and the other gold tier, Lord of the Rings, Ooh. The Return of the King. Oh, and gosh. I would go with her to work. And she'd be like, I was like 10. She's like, hey, yeah, you can just go walk around, free popcorn, free Coke. I was a fat kid. So I was in heaven. I was like, you got it. I love movies, too. So I remember I watched The Last Samurai like three times one day, mm. and I came back with her to work and watched The Return of the King three times the next day. Return of the King's a good one. It's a great one. Return of the King's great. My, my favorite of the three is The Fellowship of the Ring. That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. That is my favorite. Really? I fucking love Return that. Return of the King or Two Towers? Fellowship, man. For you, really, yeah. Ned? This just, just, the, just the last, the last scene. scene. Hey. The last scene with the, with the ball rock and bad rifles. The last scene. You, you did not like No, it? I liked it. That was the only part I liked. The rest of it was just like, oh, okay. When hey, guys. It, it, was, no. it was the first Avengers. It's the first Avengers. We're starting a team, guys. No. no. Yes. Whenever yeah. Sam Wise. You reduced it to some that's trope. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's the thing. That's, that, that was the thing with it. It, it, was a, it was a whole movie just developing the plot, which was. Hey, we need a team to go fucking. Ned, you're on very tepid ground. Here. You're not. You're not getting any agreement. I, I, so the, the fellowship as a whole, the series, the Lord of the Rings, no. love it, That's love not, it. But you can't, you can't pick a movie because it is one book. Yes, you can though, man. You totally, no, they're not one book. They're, they're three okay. If I can watch one, three books, yes, three books. But the same story. So if you were to smash no. them all together, it'd be one. It's, oh, you know okay, like, like that's like, okay. the Hobbit. 
They broke down. Yeah, the they do movies. have it available in one book. And, and the, the Lord, Lord of the Rings. Right, the whole And trilogy. it was a trilogy. Right, yeah. it was a trilogy, and we knew that. So you don't like the whole origin and hearing about but I like the Frodo's journey, and, and you don't like the fuck. Okay, Sam so you do like okay, but you will grant me though that the Belrock scene Badass. is one of the greatest scenes. Absolutely. Okay, Sacrifice. dude. Yes, it goes back to Sacrifice. You know, so that's I, I have I have an. So we've talked about this on earlier podcasts. Brad has an affinity for the Boy Scout. Yeah. When it comes to superheroes. When it comes to superheroes, when it comes to characters and movies, Brett has an affinity for the Boy Scout. Yeah. I I'm, I guess now I'm just learning about the self. Hey, epiphany time, guys. Um, I have an affinity for sacrifice because I think there's something beautiful about it. Yes. And I think that's why I feel so compelled to religion. Yeah. And I feel so apathetic to people that do sacrifice, whether it be time, emotion, money. Whatever, their sacrifices are something that I appreciate. Just like having you on is much appreciated because you are take your cutting in your own time to come on our podcast and do this. Man, you my boy, yeah. Bro. But that's just, what I'm saying. Just you know? so everyone knows, I like sacrifice too. I'm not a piece of shit. Y'all is over here being like, he likes the Boy Scout. Oh, I like sacrifice too. Okay, but, but Everybody, what I mean Jesus is, is cool. Yeah. That's all. But like, Brad loves the Boy Scout. What I mean is like, the person that does right, he makes the right decisions because the right decisions are ultimately morally correct. Brad loves that because there's something that compels him morally to make right decisions, no matter right, wrong, or indifferent. He's going to want to make the right decision in his mind. That's why he has Captain America, the ultimate Boy Scout. You know? He is the best superhero ever. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Just Steve Rogers. Just Steve Rogers. Okay, yeah. Sam Smith, uh, Sam Wilson, um, his comic book series sucked, so I don't know why they made him the Captain America. Just saying. Bucky Barnes. Hashtag Bucky Barnes should be Captain America. Bucky Barnes would have been a badass Captain America. He was a badass Captain America in the comic book series where he belongs, and he should be on the fucking silver screen. Just saying. We are back. All right. So we took a little break, and uh, we started talking about music outside. And as like we did last time, we talked about Sleep Token again, one of Brad and I's probably favorite bands so far. Um, and I was telling him I just played through music, and we kind of listened to it outside. We started talking about different genres of music. And like we alluded to earlier, John is a, a music connoisseur as, as much as he is a movie connoisseur. And he brought up a very specific artist and then immediately shut me down. Immediately turned me off. Ears went off, brain went off, the whole thing. Both. It did. Brad didn't like it either. He was like, last night we let the liquor talk. So you know his song. You know who it is. So. Jesus Christ. I don't know if you can play this. Oh, yeah. You can only play Morgan, a little bit. Morgan and- Wallen, if you take me off of Spotify, I swear on my life. <laughs> I'll find you and I'll show all your voice clips. Or... We'll record you dropping another N-bomb. I mean, for whatever reason, yeah, your whole being just dilapidated because we were discussing Sleep Token. We were discussing awesome music. Fascinating band, beautiful sound. And then I said, what about Morgan Wallen? Because you know why? Because I don't think he's... I don't think it's authentic. I think it's very... If you want to talk about authentic modern country music or they 
Tyler Childers. Past classify it as American folk music. It's Tyler Childers. How did I know that? Because you know How, how did I know? But also, Sturgill Simpson. If you've never heard of Sturgill Simpson, and I know we've experimented with drugs before, uh, he is the perfect vessel for hallucinogenic music. Oh, wow. He's excellent. And I, there's a, there's a album, the album was so good, John, it's one of those no skip albums, and I bought it on my that's how good. What was the name of the album? It's a turtle. God damn it, you motherfucker. See, turtle. Yeah, no, 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 no. You put me on the spot. You should know. I should know. And I'm sorry that I don't. The people of America, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's turtle bubble. Oh, God damn it. I did it on purpose because I knew how you know the album. I swear, you get high off the list of your love. That's your girlfriend. You know what? I'd rather listen to Morgan Wallen. It's Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Okay. Better modern sound and country. There we go. What's from those white boys? Is that her name? Randy. Yo, dog. Not cool, dog. That was shit, dog. If you were to go in there right now and you were to audition, go ahead and sing something. What would you do? Ready? You're right in front of Simon Cowell. This was terrible. You're awful. I'm Simon. Brad, who are you? Who are you, Brad? I'm actually here to just, I would be famous. And, and I'm here to say that we don't have to say on three of the five podcasts we have done. Oh my gosh. Okay, new doll. You sing in the shower. Absolutely. Continue to sing only in the shower. My name is Simon Cowell. That's all I got. Give us your real voice, dude. Who is he? Sing with that Michael Jackson voice. For like, Shannon, it's our 35th anniversary. I'm going to sing to you. Uh, By the time it's our 35th anniversary, we'll be fucking 60. So all the singing will be. Old and decrepit. And then I'll start talking about corn pop. Corn pop. Corn pop. Corn pop, man. But, uh, Topo Chico's. What is that? It's a hard hard seltzer. You know, I always, I always see these things. I I still have yet to try one. You need to try one. They are, I'm not, I'm not sponsored by 
this uh, Tobo Chico hard seltzer. But I will say they are my favorite hard seltzer. So I used to be a Bud Light seltzer guy, but uh, not because of the controversy. I don't care. It's fine. They're still good. But uh, Tobo Chico's are definitely taking over. Wait, lemon, 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 actually. I just want to stop doing lemon or pineapple. Yeah, so refreshing. So strawberry is the best one. Oh, is there a strawberry in there? There is a strawberry. Let me see. Yeah, Here, do strawberry. I'll, do I'll, I'll do take it. the lemon. No, no, no. So. Thank you, Ned. Dude, but yeah, so. Dude, okay. So. What else? Here's what well, next so, so here, here, here's all. Here's my. Listen, you know, the book. Yeah. All right, here, oh. Cheers. Here's right, one more. Like the Japanese man I watch on YouTube. What's on the I'm going to pretend like I know what you are talking about. Missing out. He eats food. That's <laughs> delicious. Oh, it's so palatable. Okay. Yeah. You want to try the pineapple? Let me try the pineapple. Wow, you like the strawberry? I'm so well, dude, I'm like super into fashion and fashionista. So I just, when it comes to having a palate, you know, I guess my palate is probably one of the best palates in the world. Or, or am I drinking too much? Yeah. Try the pineapple. Ah, why is it so bizarre? Why does it taste that way? How much sugar is there? None. Zero. That's why it tastes weird. Okay, I was expecting like. Yeah, it's kind of like a. It's like a little croy. There's, there's oh, two grams of sugar. So that's the good news. Sugar is so good. I know. You know, sugar and cocaine do the same thing to your brain. Uh, that was a study done by. Oh my gosh, it was a study. Yeah, it was a it was a legitimate study. They had. Uh, what was the they, What was the, they, they put They put people uh, not an MRI but something like a brain scan, right? So they had like a little cup on their head. They're like, all right, do a bump. So he does a bump of cocaine, and then they see what neurons fire in your brain. They record it. They're like, all right, little fat kid. Sit down. down. We're going to hook this up to you. Have a galaxy brownie. And he eats it. And it turns out the same neurons fired in his brain that that your body produces like the... uh, Your endorphins. Your endorphins. Thank you. Your body produces the same endorphins that you release during cocaine and sugar. Is this a testament to how good sugar is or how bad cocaine is? A little both. A little both. I like it though. A little bit both. I like it though. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I like. I mean, I mean, isn't that isn't that, that like it's really powerful drug? Evokes well, according to this study, it evokes the same response in the brain. Really, there's some difference though, right? How would they find that? As far as neuroscience goes, how how do they locate states in the brain and correlate that with certain experiences? Mm, that's a good question. You know, it's the same thing like DMT, right? Hallucinogenics, right? Like, why are some hallucinogenics stronger than others based on their molecular property? But in your brain, they do the exact same thing, just different hallucinate, hallucinate, hallucinate. Oh my God. Hallucinations. Hallucinations. I can't oh, say it. Hey, you know that reminds, you know what that reminds me of you ever seen funny? Everyone's seen funny Nemo. And he's like, Where do you live, kid? He's like, the and he's like, Don't hurt yourself, kid. Yeah. yeah that was a very uh, uh finding Nemo anemone. 
moment. Yeah, we're 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 so so then here we go. I, I, I this the this is the burning question in my head. Oh, yes, let's yes, do it. The burn. Here we go. Uh, lightning round, lightning right? Lightning round. Where is Maldi Buddha coming back? Yes, yes. And what vessel will Maldi Buddha be carried on? What vessel will he be carried with? And what will be the? Are we going to dabble back into findings you found in the past? Or are we going to see uh, a, a new take on Maldi Buddha to the extent where uh, you're going to go in a different avenue away from political, ideological, or almost investigative journalism that you were doing as Maldi Buddha? Well, right now, right now I'm working on something really, really interesting. Well, well. And I can't, I can't really, really say much about, about it that he says. It in, it in, I could say it involves intelligence, people, and I would say major players in politics. So that's the opportunity I've got now. And it's going to be pretty interesting. I don't know. That's that's as far as you can talk about. Just just based on what I what, but I'm certainly excited. I'm too, man. Yeah, because like I said, like the the the, I remember very specifically. You had a, a very uh, a particular celebrity follow you. It was Jenna Jameson. I know. And you remember I called you? I was like, John. I would say she reshared your stuff. Vigorously. Holler at your boy. They were good. And do you think her sharing it was because you, in a sense, were also extremely provocative? Maybe not in the sense of yeah, man, man, uh, sexual uh, promiscuity, but uh, no, no, there's there was, there was, there was, there was none of that, that there. No, not with Maldi, but no, no. But what I'm saying is, for you, like she shared your content because you put yourself out there to the extent that she saw commonality with you, in the sense that you are subjecting yourself to criticism. 
such harsh harsh criticism that you know how many videos were made about your videos and i don't know if you ever took the time or even had the energy to see how many there are still hundreds probably thousands of videos criticizing you and your thoughts and your beliefs and like breaking down your videos you know yeah you know what i'm saying they're they're making a profit off your success yeah they're making a profit and and still to this day because just like i do it every single time anytime i see a TikTok uh that has your old videos people are reposting them on TikTok and using your name like it's you and that's why i asked you a couple of weeks ago i was like hey is this you you're like nope that ain't me but someone is 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 pretending to be you yeah yeah it bothers me because i know how hard it is to create art and each one of your series like whether it be pizza gay pedophile rings political stuff the the pepe stuff the memes that got heavy but just that you know whether you do series is on any of your stuff like and pick your video like the, the cinematography on it was excellent and you know we kind of touched on it and i'm glad we get this to come to a head because people i hope are listening to this and they understand you for you and not just for your videos like oh he's a political pawn we use to push a conservative agenda or you know so it's like they get to hear you they get to hear who you really are and but i guess my point to it was like i'm upset because that was editing done by you you did that you put it together you voiced it you you choreographed it I, I, I appreciate yeah of course and it makes me mad because those are that's your intellectual property that people are stealing and possibly profiting off of that's why it pisses me off and it, it's making me all fucking we get pissed off now for, oh, God. You know, it, like, but you know for like it just it makes me fucking mad because that was your work and now this fucking schmuck this bootlicker is gonna be like I'm gonna repost you know and he calls himself mouthy buddha on tiktok Give it back. Do you think it's like, do you find it like flattering almost that people are like, they're so moved? By your work that they will you know because imitation is the, the highest form of flattery some people say it's like taking on the mantle kind of thing like, yeah. oh like you know mali buddha is retired right now i'm gonna take the mantle on as like batman you know what i mean is it kind of feel Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. 
Well, that was, uh, you know, you know what? I don't mind it. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't believe you. Well, well, I think the good, the good party. If, if it blew up to a million subscribers, then I'd be like, dude, uh, give me this, or I'm going to be upset. But I think that's the. There's a lot of followers on that. Yeah, but that's the thing, though, is with your comeback. You know, you're coming back. You said you're coming back. And I think that that's you have to take that name back. You know? I'm also interested in the ethics of sharing and what happens when I upload something onto the Internet. Yeah. Is it really mine anymore if I just put it onto the net? Uh-huh. People can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. I think, the, I think we're zoning in on the, the potential issue, which is, that he's using a name, Malpigura, and this, this could have been something. This could be a name that I intend to use in a branding fashion. Yes. And in that case, he'd be running into legal issues. I have not branded the name Malpigura. There was no legal issue here. And if it, if it comes to it, he and I could just have a conversation. And... and Every time I've done it, they've always been really receptive. I'm like, oh, okay, you're mouthy. Okay, well, I was making this, and there's another there's a telegram that was made. Someone made a telegram. People feel compelled because they're they're supportive, and this is a real supporter who uploaded the the, the content. But at the same time, Ned, I fully appreciate your spirit here, which is. To defend something that you really, you really empathize with the hard work that it that it took to do this. Yes, sir. Yes, and that's beautiful. I really do appreciate that because they are they were hard work, and you know I was kind of learning how to research in and of itself while I was doing all this, kind of getting like crash course in junky journalism, I guess you could call it. Like a journalism junkie course. So, gosh, how do I how do I find videos better? Or how do I find these things better? Where are these databases? And how do you go into libraries? And you know, because if you just use Google, you just use Google. But there's a whole avenue that's available to journalists. Journalists know how to get all this information. I didn't know. And then you learn, and I still have so much to learn. Uh, I do not consider myself a journalist at all. Um, yeah, but you are, man. Yeah, man, you're. I mean, yours. Like I, it's the way you reacted to when I told you about my father. You know, that really told me a lot about your character. Remember, I was like, yeah, I mean, like he was hyped whenever he heard you were coming on. Is he is hyped? Yeah, he called me before we started this. Like, <laughs> hey, is uh, Mother Buddha right there? Can you tell my? He told me to say, tell you hi. So, I think that, you know, the way you're like, oh, yeah, I, I guess, you know. Your like, humility. Yeah, you're very, yeah. And, like, I think that's awesome, man. But you also need to, you know, call a spade a spade. You are a journalist. You know, you did this hard work. Like me all saying, you know, he's getting, I mean, he gets passionate about everything. You know, this <laughs> motherfucker here. But you should see him mow the lawn. You should mow the lawn. He cries. <laughs> you know, no, but in all seriousness is that, you know, you put all this hard work in, you know, and you've had you know, the saying blood, sweat, and tears. I think you should own that and be like, hey, like, I am a journalist. And guess what, guys? I'm coming back. And you may be Malady Buddha right now, but you're not going to have the material I have because I am the real Malady Buddha. 
and I'm going to bring the best material. And go ahead, have the name. Go ahead. I'll be Mouth of Buddha 94. Mouth of Buddha 93, you know? Creative investigator filmmaker. Yes. That's what I'll say. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that. Own that, yes. man. Creative investigator filmmaker. Yeah, all on that. What about a creative investigative filmmaker? Ooh, an investigative filmmaker yes. with with. See? Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly what it is. Yes. I, I live in the world of zero credentials. That doesn't matter. That's I mean, what fucking journalists have credentials? You know? Well, they go to Most school of, for journalism. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, but, this matters. But but, but see, it matters if you're going to go work for a fucking major news a, uh, uh, agency. Yeah. But some of them are starting to understand that it fucking doesn't, and you can accept people who do not have a degree in journalism. Yeah. Because some are, some are in the well, many are already doing this. Yeah. Like Tim and, and have been doing it throughout time. But always there's, but this is my own. I'm getting vindictive now. I've had too much to drink. No man, too yeah. much to smoke. Spew, spew. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. journalists. Yeah, no, fuck journalists. I, I, I respect journalists, but real, real uh, journalists. Yeah, real journalists. But that's the thing though. You have to understand. You know, um, Glenn Greenwald is fantastic. I agree with that. I agree with that. But you have to think though, is that you know as as Americans, I hate to use that term, but as Americans, American people, you know, we're all the news we get today is so fabricated. And for you, you're bringing out this news that is raw and real. You're digging in this, you're digging, you're getting into the, the, the mud, so to speak. And you're, you're, yes, you're going down this rabbit hole that people don't want to go down. And, you're not going to get that from CNN. You're not going to get that from Fox News. You're not going to get that from MSNBC. So I think, you know, you should look at it more like, you know, I am a real journalist. Like I am. Like you are. You yes. know? And, and and at the same time, what we do get from CNN and from MSNBC, ABC News, and the legacy media is we do get Sorry, just quick, quick, quick update. Uh, we're lining up uh, Topo Chico's in front of Brad, and I put mine next to him, and he just took a big old drink out of it, so we pretty much made out. There's too many damn Topi, t- Topo Chico's. How strong are these? Guys, listen, I'm not sponsored by them, so I need y'all to stop praising them, okay? Bud Light seltzers are better, people. Buy them until Topo Chico. Y'all Dude, support me. Bud Light, man. They tank. Wow, so did this? Because what? of the... Because of the, yeah, the, the Dylan, the right? Dylan Mulvaney thing. So, I will abandon my defense of CNN. I will abandon it. I was going to say something positive about oh, about but, but the legacy media, but I, I will not. I rescind it. What, what? Let's move no, on. No, 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 no. This, this, is what, this is what I want to hear. Tell me, tell me about your take on the legacy media, because it's important, mm. man. Well, no, no, no. I, 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 that's far too broad. It was, but, okay, my gosh. How do you feel about Ron Burgundy? <laughs> Yeah, but, <laughs> legacy and, and, media. but see, like legacy media, it, it, it had its place, and just like the, uh, I mean, look where we are. We're literally sitting somewhere recording our voices into these digital microphones that we're going to put out to the world, right? Yeah, we're not in we're not in the 1950s or uh, 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 the late 1970s where we're hearing Walter Cronkite break the news yeah. about President Kennedy getting assassinated, right? 
we're in the modern era where media is so plentiful that the government is trying to ban an app because it tells the truth so well. Which app? TikTok. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, TikTok is unfiltered. And remember, social media is another landscape as well. Yes. So we're creating a lot of the content that comes back to us and as well as the legacy media. And it's also what's going on on YouTube, what we are uploading, what we are downloading. I mean, legacy legacy media is really constrained by the that code of journalistic ethics we were talking about earlier. They really are. They make. They print or they 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 run retractions. And this is a really beautiful, robust system that's bigger than any individual journalist. Now, is it true that the lead editors at a lot of these places are pushing a narrative? Certainly. That's true, but but there's still an apparatus that's powerful enough to circumnavigate that and ensure that an amount of truth, 70, 80%, is going to be there, and then it's just going to be shadowed with perspective and flavor. And we like this. We actually really like the flavor. So but I have a question for both of y'all. Do you, so, like, I, we won't bring up the C word. Cuts? No, COVID. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. COVID-19 but, with the venom yeah. and the snake piss and the <laughs> snake venom. My question for y'all is, you know, uh, like for me and Amani, my wife, her name's been exposed to the world most, multiple times now. Multiple times. Multiple times. Everybody knows her name. Um, do you feel like our perspective of the news changed after COVID-19? Well, we've had this like hindsight that keeps going and going and going and we're like wow the hindsight's really revealing so much it's um it still all falls into the same camps so the hindsight i mean i suppose hindsight will be different for those on the left than the hindsight like like when you when you hear someone who thinks we just completely lost our minds and went way too far with covid yeah when you hear them They'll look at all this new information that we have and say, I told you so, right? Like, there's just so many I told you so moments. It's, it, it, it's, that's all people care about. It's not about getting to the truth. It's about being right in your own way. Where are the people who are like, no, dude, this was – where are the people who are still holding firm that this was just the worst damn virus but it and, and we had to just buckle down and – and everything we did was appropriate. Are, the are these people? Are there p- people here that think what we did is appropriate in the terms of the amount of restrictions that we placed upon people? It goes back to our constitutional rights and things that we did to the that we literally are still suffering because of the economic stupid economic choices that we well, made. I will say, I think at the beginning, I really, I think at the beginning, they meant well. Because I, I still remember in March of 2020. Everyone means well in the beginning, Brad. Everyone, exactly. And then, and then, and then, and then the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes. And then all of a sudden. Say it again. Yes. And then all of a sudden there's a head hanging off a pike outside your backyard. The road. Say it again, John. 
The head in the pike? No. Yeah, the head in the, the pike. The road. The road. The road of good in- the, the and Oh, oh, oh. No, the we, road to hell is paved with good intention. The road to hell is paved with good intention. This is, this is called intention. a cliche. 100%. Yes. We live that because it's, I... It's very true. Well, I remember in 2020, you know, and I still remember sitting, you know, on my counter eating breakfast and watching the news. My wife and I freaking out because they had this dude on the news who just got... He was the first person in New York to be contracted with COVID-19 saying he had glass lungs, he, you know, barely could walk, he could barely breathe. So automatically, they they implanted that the they are going to take care of us. You're going to stay home, you're going to stay in your homes, uh, lock the doors, <laughs> isolate yourself, you know. Flatten the curb. Yeah, yeah, flatten the curb. And then all of a sudden, I remember, like, uh, after like a couple months, being like, huh, this doesn't seem right. And I feel like at that time, I feel like America, the American people, a lot of them, their minds kind of opened up. You know, that tinfoil hat started to get put on. Mm-hmm. Like, huh, maybe. Hey, well, were you ever scared of COVID? Was there ever a moment where you're like, fuck, am I going to get yes. this shit? Okay, the, when the was The reason why is because my wife was pregnant. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. I, I was totally proud about that. Like I was like taking my uniform off in the garage. Yeah, I was like spraying myself down with Lysol, sanitizing my hands before I came upstairs because she was pregnant with my second child. I think I was the same way because uh, a Manny has asthma. So for me, it was like I know my my chunky ass. If I got it, I'd be fine. I'm like a cockroach, <laughs> I was fine. That's what I call it. I'm called the cockroach because I just I get sick. I bounce back after a day. I've actually had COVID. Bounce back after a day. Um, and I think at that time, though, I was really scared because, you know, they used that. They they manipulated you. Who was they? The legacy, government, man. Legacy media. Legacy media. You know, like, they use that. You know, you're going to kill your grandma if you go outside. You're going to kill your grandpa if you go out. You know? You're the reason. You not yeah. getting the vaccine is the reason why COVID hasn't been cured yet. Yeah, man. And that just, like, I remember that, like, like just... That would tear me up. Like, oh my God, like, I don't want to kill my grandparents. What was another one? If you don't have a vaccine, you should be put in a camp. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, like, there's just crazy, like, terminologies being thrown around. And, like, <laughs> you're like, are we living in 1930s Germany right now? Because it's starting to feel that way. And then all of a sudden, I feel like, but as this was going on, I feel like you had a movement of people who I say they put their tinfoil hats on. But I feel like it started, you start to realize, like, oh, man, maybe this isn't, we're not crazy. Maybe what we're thinking is true. And, you know, for the most part, like, I can speak openly about the Anunnaki now. And people know about it. Because, oh, yeah, like, I've heard about the book at Enoch, you know. Or. That's the society we live in now. Or is it the fact that we stopped? The world metaphorically stopped turning. Yeah. Right? So. Uh, I'll use an example in my life and people are going to fucking hate this, but you can fucking suck a dick. Military. Getting out of the military, I had to re... I know, it's true. I had to refine my identity. Yes. I had no idea who I was. For 14 years, I was a person that lived, breathed, and slept the army. Right, right, right. So I had to refine who I was. And through this, you know, being with this fucking cocksucker and, (laughs) and, you know, other, other stuff, um, I, I get to, I feel like I'm the kid I was again. 
you know, because that's the person I'm looking for. Because I, I came back here, I came back home to find this kid, you know, so I could be that person again. And my point is like, do you think that maybe the world stopped turning? So people had a chance to slow down and see things that literally like the rose covered, the rose colored lenses are lifted. Now I get to see things the way I want to see them. Now I have time to stop and think about what the fuck is actually going on. Do you think that it gave us more time? Do you think that their intention to stop things and make things the way they are now where housing is damn near impossible to, it's impossible to buy a house because it's so expensive? Or do you think that it was all completely intentional and that it's actually made things slow down to the point where people could see things for what they really are? My thought, and that's what I think. That that's, that's it's honestly, I think that the not necessarily the temple hat went on, but more so that people finally started to see the world, the government, the 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 the, the, the world health organization, all these things for what they really are. They're they're a Fabergé. So not to uh, sound cliche, but the mask came off. The mask, exactly. The mask came <laughs> off. Talking so about sweet. religion again. Talking using the mask as a as a as a as a as a ploy to push your narrative to hide behind something. Did the mask actually come off, or is it just tinfoil hat stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you'll get told that you're just crazy. Yeah, you're just crazy. But how many people thought that? To use a perfect example, right? There's a Democrat running right now, RFK. I don't know if you all know who RFK yeah, is, John. I'm yeah, sure you know who yeah. RFK is. He's running, right? He is the nephew of John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And he was on Russell Brand's podcast talking about that he remembers after his uncle was assassinated, his the the, the, the his dad, Robert or John F. Kennedy's brother, calling the CIA and asking them. If they killed his brother, how in the fuck and where in the fuck? You know what I mean? If that's your first assumption is that your own government killed him all because of the Bay of Pigs, all because he didn't want to go into Vietnam, all because he didn't want to support the military industrial complex, which we are fucking in right now. Like you, this proxy war they're in fucking Ukraine with that's all funded by Lockheed Martin. You know, like everyone jokes, like, I, I don't want to be cliche and quote a podcaster, but like, you know, they talk about COVID and, they, and Rogan, what does Rogan say? Brought to you by Pfizer, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the war in Ukraine brought to you by Lockheed Martin, you know, buy our guns, buy our missiles, buy our planes, you know, it's like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, how, how are people on that? Like, so I was in Colorado, right? I went on a goose hunt trip up there to go kill geese and, and do other stuff. And like everywhere, people are flying the Ukraine flag. I'm like, do you have any fucking idea? Like Zelensky, it's literally the, all the all the documents that just leaked. He was embezzling money. He was fucking embezzling money, and they know this. People know this, and like, it's not true. He would never do that. He's on the front lines. That motherfucker's not in the fucking shit. He God damn it, just fucking drives me fucking crazy. And it's right there. It's it, it the evidence is right there. It's in black and fucking white. A, a, a dude is literally in prison right now because he leaked this information because he found it just like Snowden. He found this information so compelling 
that he needed to leak it to, to jeopardize his own life, to put himself in such harm like you did. Put yourself in such harm's way that you found this information so compelling that you need to put it out to the world that he got sent to fucking jail. He's in a brig right now. He's in fucking fucking Leavenworth. You know what I mean? Like, how fucking crazy is that? Yeah, the federal prison. I thought he was in Russia. Not Snowden. I'm talking about the documents are just released about like the actual numbers in the war in Ukraine. That, oh, okay, yeah, yeah the Sorry. actual numbers about the war in Ukraine. Oh, that, the like, guy. That, okay, yeah, the young guy. The yes, guy that was, yeah. okay. Like, it, it, like, Sorry, Ukrainians I was are fucking falling off the face of the fucking earth, yeah. and they're trying to find people. And that how we destroyed the pipeline running from fucking Russia to Germany. The, yeah, yeah there's, just, there's fuck, video, man. but there's video evidence of Biden actually saying that, like, oh yeah, if they do this, we'll destroy the pipeline. Like, that's the thing. Like, they're lying to our faces. And they don't care. And they and don't care. And that's what bothers yeah. me. Like, if those, if those, and like, and so to, to talk about the, the Trump thing, if there was literal fucking evidence right in front of my face that said Trump really did do this terrible thing. Okay, cool. But the problem is the same thing that former President Trump did is the exact same shit that they found in current President Biden's garage. The exact same shit. Why? Why is there a, 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 a? Why is the former president Donald Trump getting persecuted like he is, and current president Joe Biden isn't? I want fair. Everyone wants fair and equality, right? Hey, Happy Pride Month! Everyone wants fairness and equality, right? Why the fuck isn't there fair and equality in the in the in the the, the, the fucking the justice system? Why isn't there fair inequality in telling the truth? You know what I mean? Because we're a country ran by hypocrisy. That's Absolutely. Just, that's fucking, how we are. Everyone's favorite fucking congressman, Dan Crenshaw. Oh, was a fucking Navy SEAL. Go look at that motherfucker stock trades. Yeah. Have you also heard about the Navy SEAL that's exposing him? The yeah. Guy that, yeah, man, that's a wild story. Gallagher, yeah, the one that almost went to prison and asked for fucking help from Dan Crenshaw and didn't fucking get it. Yeah, go look yeah, that up, dude. man. I, um, I need a, I need a pause. So, Woo. so uh, yeah, so my my hero Don Chipley, the uh, Navy SEAL who exposes fake Navy SEALs, kind of talked about it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing though, man. It's like they lie to our faces, and I think if anything, what 2020 did was expose that. And it really, I mean, normal people today that you would not think, think that way, think that way. Like, oh, yeah, like, I know our government's full of shit. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, a politician, they're not a good person. If you're a politician, I don't care who you are. You can say you're a God-fearing man. I love Jesus. I fucking drink Coors Light and I ride my horse. I, there's something sketchy about you. Possibly insider trading. But I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, insider trading. I would never do insider training. I'll vote against it. Yeah. Brought to you by Lockheed Martin. You know? So, uh. Pelosi. So. (laughs) Dude, her fucking husband literally got held fucking hostage. You need to calm the fuck down. I'm sorry, man. Dude, her husband got held hostage. He did. And he got fucking, he got fucking a hammer beaten. He got beaten with a fucking hammer. I saw that. And everyone's just like, huh. That's cool. No, and it's. Yeah. That's the thing. Dude, we live in a society now. Yeah. But by magic, like, we live in RoboCop society. Yes, it's yeah, fucking yes. wild. Yeah. They, like they, he 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 just wanted him to tell the truth. Yeah, right. He wanted him to tell the truth so much so he broke into his home and was beating him with a fucking hammer. 
You know what I mean? Like, so funny. Okay, so actually, uh, my boss will probably listen to this. So he actually had a funny kind of like take on that. He was like, my thought process is is that they broke into her home, beat the shit out of her husband as a you need to step down. And it was like a message to her, like step down or you're going to be your husband next. Well, that's it's not like they're hurting his, for money. Now, just so y'all know, that's his. Yeah, that that's the thing. They've done like what? She's like eighty something years old. Like the woman's like held by glue. So Botox and glue, baby. Botox and glue. So you know, it's like she's done this insider trading. What since like the seventies? Have you all seen, just to, just to make it funny? Have you all seen all the memes with her and her fucking her milk silos? Her tits, everyone's like, Not, fuck Nancy Pelosi, but she got some big ass titties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've seen that. Because apparently she's very good looking when she was younger. Yeah, have you seen? Uh uh-uh. uh. She's very pretty. Yeah, yeah, she's very pretty. But I mean, I mean, my thing is, though, you know, let's go we'll back to Paul. it. Lucifer <laughs> was the most prettiest angel of them all. Oh, so, shit. But oh. let's go back to religion there, guys. Like, you know, like, just because they're pretty. Lucifer. Pelosi, yeah, Pelosi. <laughs> That's gonna be the next. On the uh, next podcast, the next podcast, we're talking about Pelosi. Uh, Pelosi, yeah. Pelosi. <laughs> man, Pelosi. I just, the, the, the man, I just yeah. no, is, yeah. I mean, it's it's like it, my thing is like feeling hopeless, right? So like I feel fucking hopeless because I have no control over it. Even if I vote the way I feel like voting would would benefit, because like Brad said, like. I want to vote what's best for the country. Mm-hmm. Being selfish. I want to vote what's going to be best for my family and for my benefits as a veteran. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to vote for. Because hear me out, all my conservative friends that are listening to this podcast, um, someone said it best. Republicans love active duty and they hate veterans. Democrats hate active duty and love veterans. Why? Because we understand what the hypocrisy looks like. And it's on both aisles. But we're going to vote for what increases our benefits. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we need to take care of our family. We have to take care of ourselves because we don't have the medical care that we need. We don't have the backing and support that we need anymore because you're an afterthought. You've served your purpose. You're a worn out fucking shoe. Your worn out underwear, your worn out toy, whatever you want to be, however you want to, we're, 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 we're old news. So you get tossed to the side, but somebody has to pick you up. And who is the political party that loves playing and pandering to fucking people of uh, suffrage and ethnic backgrounds? The Democrats. So it's like, and that's why like my political affiliation is neither nor. I want to vote for somebody that's going to support me and my family. And I'm going to vote for that. You know? So. I love it. Lots of tangents. John? Yes. It's been real, my friend. Dude, this has been amazing. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for, for hanging out and talking to me and spending time with me and saying words to me, Ned. Of course, John. Thank you. So please tell the people of the world, uh, I know there's no definitive date, uh, but how can we find you? And what platforms, how can we support you in any way, shape, or form? You can find me on my BitChute now. So go to BitChute. I think, just type in Mouthy Buddha into Google. Okay. Stuff will pop up. Awesome. 
Awesome, man. You still on Patreon? Yes, I am. And support is very much appreciated. And I'm going to do something. I've been trying to set up a Discord or something, but I don't know how to do this. I can help you out with that. Okay. I'm a Discord person. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah, get man. to where I can talk with my patrons. So we're... I've just been so busy. We're working on... I'm working on getting our social media pages going. Uh, we'll definitely promote it, you know? And uh, we'll get, like, your Discord on there. Uh, get you followers. It'd be good, man. I think that... I mean, that's how you start back up, you know? And I think that your message does need to be heard. And uh, I think your journalism is uh, important, especially for the... Uh, economic climate we're in right now. Uh, people need the truth, and I do. You know, I, I know you need all our friends, and we just met today. You know, and a little few text messages here and there for me and you, but um, I do appreciate you coming on, and it, it means a lot, man. Um, and we hope to get you in the future, man. It, it yeah, was, uh, this is going to be, uh... dude. Ned, as soon as you told me, I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah, we're boys, dude. Like, we course, grew up. Man. Yeah. And if there's anything, I, if anything we can do to, to to help you in any way, shape, or form, no matter how big or how small, we're here, man. And it was a pleasure to have you. It was a pleasure talking with you, taking up uh, some of your time. Yeah, man. done with us for sure. Thank you very much. So, uh, thank everyone for uh, tuning in to Couch Cough this week. Uh, Nidal, you got to say your famous line. We'll get out of here. Y'all keep on co-oping, you beautiful people. All right, guys, we'll see you all next week. Thank you all.